Hey everybody, before we go into this Learn the Ropes edition of the David Francisco podcast, I just want to invite you to subscribe to my YouTube channel if you haven't yet. It's not just here on the podcast that we have Learn the Ropes content. There's also stuff that you can find on YouTube that I'm sure will be helpful for your development as a professional wrestler. I have videos on tips, suggestions and stuff that I do that maybe you can pick up on and even clips of this podcast there on YouTube if you want to get some snippets of the kind of conversations that we have here. I would love if you'd go there and subscribe. It's DeFrancisco underscore one on YouTube. Hello and welcome to the David Francisco podcast. I hope you're doing great. Thanks for listening. This is a Learn the Ropes edition of the David Francisco podcast. If you don't know what Learn the Ropes is, it's content that's directed at professional wrestling trainees and people who are just starting their journey in professional wrestling. But even if you're not involved in training professional wrestling, I'm sure that some of the conversations and tips that we have here can be helpful in any walk of life. Today on the podcast, I have Ollie Peace. Ollie is the promoter of WrestleForce. He is also training at the WrestleForce Academy. And his ring also is used in numerous promotions in the south and center of England. I don't know, my geography in the UK is still not the best, but I'm working on it. He has years of experiences that he has to share. We talk a little bit about all these aspects that we just talked about. So if you want to know the kind of aspects that he values in a trainee, if you want to know how to approach a promoter to be involved in his shows, or if you want to know the right things to do when it comes to using the ring that you're going to use in your wrestling show, then I'm sure this will be a podcast that will be very valuable for you. So without any further ado, which is a great expression, by the way, Let's get into this Learn the Ropes edition with Ollie Peace on the David Francisco podcast. Besides running WrestleForce as a promotion, you also run training, right? And you've trained um, a few people that I've had a chance to, to wrestle with. And in particular, I stand out Mark True and Kieran Lacey. Uh, there's other people that, that I've wrestled with as well, but like them two are a great what's what's the right word but like they're basically a great show of your abilities as a trainer and i'm sure that you are as proud of them as i am even though i didn't have as much involvement in their development as you did yeah absolutely they're um they're great kids how long have they've always trained with you right uh, Mark trained a little bit at, at another place um, and also was just a natural. He could do uh, a lot of the maneuvers. He had a confidence. He could snap off a Hurricane Rana. Um, so he was a natural. Kieran Lacey was um, a slower developer when he started, but he just put in the time and effort. Uh, you wouldn't believe seeing him um, three years ago when he started because he's transformed so much. He was literally this chubby kid and to see what he transformed into because he put all the work and he ticked all the boxes he got in better shape he was a student of the game he didn't want to just be on shows he wanted to be good um he, he never asked when am i going to be on a show he always asked how is my practice match um and he also came to watch wrestling not just the rest of Force events but he would come and help set up the ring it shows that i was doing a ring job for so with all that um, commitment, internalizing it, you, you know, when you watch wrestling, you learn a lot also of what it means to perform in front of the audiences. I'm sure you aspire to perform 
in front of. Something I really like about Kieran is um, how he really wants to understand your points when he's asking you for feedback, right? So he, he does go around and ask for feedback a lot, right? And like the majority of, of the people will take in the feedback, understand it, but then think that it's, it should be left there and then they should take their own uh, reflection, which is okay. There's nothing wrong with that directly. Uh, but what Kieran does, he like, he will ask you follow-up questions without being prompted. He will try to understand all the points. He will ask you questions that come up to him once you're telling something that you think about his performance. And even, like, he doesn't follow everything blindly. He's still, you can tell that he still has uh, some, like, critic spirit. Is that the word? I don't know. I can't speak this language. Um, critical thinking. He still has some critical thinking with his own... Um, like with with his work and with the feedback that's been given to him, but he really wants to understand deeply the points so that he can make his own decision. And I th I've always admired that about him, and I can see the progression as well that um, that he had all this time. It's he's great. Like these two, I've always said this. Like they're great. Uh, great ways um for people to, to like show your abilities as a trainer um and it's something that you're a bit under um like undervalued as maybe because of the type of crowds and the type of show that you put together yeah well i mean i really can't i can only take so much credit for having the tools having the the ring and offering the regular uh ring practice ultimately um it's it's down to the attitude and and what you do with it the amount of people who come through and just want to have a match and be in a show but don't want to take the time to do the drills over and over again do the basics over and over again till you get fluent at them till you can do them sort of with your eyes closed um and and kieran did and mark as well like i said mark's always been a natural but still he has a, a zest for still coming training and working on stuff and um, wanting to improve on stuff. So it, it really is down to them um, for having got this far. How long have you been training people? Oh, three years. I, I should say I'm very much, uh, I mean, especially at this stage, uh, Mark teaches me stuff now. He taught me the um, baseball slide runner. So did Kyla Reese, as a matter of fact. Um, a lot of the time, obviously, I, I, I have more experience in a lot of areas in terms of doing the basics, but uh, I'm, I'm still very much learning. If anything, I'll say that I think I've learned uh, as much from the people, the students, if you want to call them that, as they would have from me. Yeah, like I, I feel the same. As it gets to a certain level where people can teach you stuff, and it's um, because they they get to a level where you can have a good back and forth because they already understand and grasp those basics that you were talking about. Uh, so it just becomes much easier to 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 have um, those conversations and to be able to learn from them as well because they start to develop as well, their own critical thinking and and that exchange of ideas. Uh, becomes key, I think, when it comes to, to being a pro wrestler, I think. Yeah, absolutely. What would you say are some of the things that are key for someone to be successful in, in pro wrestling uh, training, especially? When they start, what do you think... What are you expecting out of someone that's starting their wrestling uh, training? 
Uh, well, being able to notice what works and what doesn't, why you do things when you don't, and if you don't know these things, to as you say, to do what Kieran does and to ask. Although, I mean, I'd say he has a fair idea now um, and a fair opinion. I'd rarely disagree with. Um, pretty much that and a good attitude. Um, and yeah, it's it's hard to answer, but uh, know that wrestling doesn't owe you anything. You have to earn it. Um, and at the same time, don't get exploited um, and do a load of free labor and put up a load of rings. But find the find the happy medium where, you know, rings don't build themselves. And I'll say as a ring hirer, I do it for a very good rate and it doesn't go amiss helping out whoever's um, providing the ring. Um, so do that. And also because it gives you respect for the ring and also because the budget on these little independent shows we do um doesn't you you can't afford to to pay a ring crew so you know um pay your dues as it were chip in and help the make the show that you want to be on or, or that you are on but also be good so that you know when you've done all that and shown that good attitude when you do get the opportunity that you've earned from that um you know have put, put in the hours have made sure you've put in the hours and you've gone to the gym you've gotten into shape um, and the moves that you wish to do in your first match, you, you, you've done them a lot so that you can snap them off proficiently if you're not a natural um, and able to do so already. And what are the, some of the things that you would say are don'ts? Uh, some of the, your pet peeves or things that when students do annoy you or habits that you see that you need to constantly change uh, in um, in newbies, in people that are just starting their training or have a few sessions or a, a few months? Um, I'd say uh, assess the situation and, and play to the situation. Sometimes people come in and they want to be doing a squash match in the main event of their hometown um, and then do a contract signing uh, to then build up for their title match and just just recognize that you might have gone to a training school because you watched wrestling on tv and enjoyed it um if you wish to make it on tv that's great go for it um but in the meantime you're working on these smaller little shows uh, and for, well first and foremost in all of that not only is it totally out of sync of, with reality to want to do a contract signing um using equipment you don't really have the means to pull off like they do on the massive budget television shows uh, but if if this is what you're telling the promoter you that he should be doing, you've really got the wrong attitude. You really should be doing what's asked of you by the promoter. And if you don't like what the promoter's put forward, find another place to train and find other shows to get on. But at least have that respect because this is the you know the show you're working on. So at least pay the promoter that much respect to not be telling him what to do or her what to do. That's actually a great piece of advice that maybe it's not talked about enough, um, which is the idea that it's important to understand that the levels at which you'll start and the levels at which the first few years of your wrestling career will be are levels that are not the ones that you're used to and made you a fan in the first place, right? If people 
found wrestling through TV wrestling, which is normally how people find this wrestling, be it WWE, obviously now there's the, the options of Impact and AEW and Ring of Honor or even like Japanese wrestling. Um, back in the day, uh, like a lot of people started wrestling with TNA uh, or became fans because of that, WCW, whatever it is, it's important to understand that that's a TV product. And when you're being trained in the beginning, the basics of the basics, you're not being trained to be straight on those opportunities, right? I understand, like, the eagerness of some trainees, uh, especially people who, like, messaged me about um, about training because they know that I, I'm a trainer and want to know more information on it. And there's a question that, that is asked more times than, um, than I like to, to see asked, which is, if I start training, will I get to WWE? Or even worse sometimes is, do you have contacts with WWE? Can you get me in WWE? And it's like, well, I understand that you don't know and, and it's important to ask the question so you know exactly what you're getting into. But to everyone that's listening to this and you'd never thought about this, understand that it's not what training will be about, right? Um, it's the you're not you're joining a training school you're not joining the performance center you're only going to go for the WWE for the performance center if they hire you to go there and the majority of the people that they hire through the wrestling world have been people who've been decades in wrestling well maybe at least one decade in wrestling uh, that's that's a great point i'm glad we are we're talking about this and discussing this one i also like to ask you as a um, a promoter, right? Because obviously a lot of people get to a point where um, are they're ready for shows. And you are a promoter. What are your tips? How would you like to see people approach you? And what what's the best practices when it comes to trainees or wrestlers coming to you about working with you? Well, firstly, be able to back it up be good, uh, be able to sell yourself, um, but be able to back it up. I'll give an example um, of when I booked the NIC and um, it's because Oshin came to one of my Rayleigh Mill shows, helped set up, said, hey, um, do you mind if I jump in the rumble? And he looked good. Um, so I was like, sure. Um, and obviously he didn't get to show a whole lot in the rumble, but just the whole attitude and aptitude for it all. You know, he... I, I just believed that he was good. He didn't even have to say that much. He didn't have to convince me. I could just tell he had a subtle confidence to him and he did everything right. And it's like, wow, if this guy is this good at like, you know, putting getting a foot in the door, I can imagine he'd be really easy to work with also. Uh, I, I very likely could have put the NIC anyway without that, but it was good that he did that because I'm very, very busy. I don't always have the time to sift through all the footage um, or, you know, uh, the, the most time I watch wrestling is when it's uh, a ring hire job. I'll watch every match on the show then that's happening in my ring. So that's a good time to sort of catch my eye. But if you don't have that opportunity to do so, um, what O'Sheen did, did was by the numbers, but he had the abilities to back it up. So basically come to you, help out on a show and make sure that if you're asking for an opportunity, it's an opportunity that you can deliver if you're getting it it's basically exactly. it right yeah um, and you know that was that was a professional who you know knew he was ready for shows and you know almost didn't have to stress it i could just tell 
uh, there are some other people who are helping out who aren't ready for shows and that's fine it's very much appreciated if you ever do help out with a ring uh, try and get some ring time because you don't want to just be um, exploited for your time you want to get something back in return so if you do ever help set up a ring and you're able to um, obviously ask the person whose ring it is if it's my ring you're always welcome to because i appreciate the help uh, but get in the ring and not only do you get some um, time for your efforts um, and the time you're giving but you get to improve on the job and also if you if you have been improving in training you can show what you've you've improved you can sort of show and tell in the ring right there and then it's a great way to get people to see you. Um, in, well, as you said, like you saw Oshin in, in the Rumble and um, and it was enough to convince you. It's a very similar opportunity where people can see you in action. You get to learn a little bit as well, which is which is good. Any any things that uh, people do that you prefer if they didn't? Any pet peeves or bad practices when it comes to approaching you for work? Well, I mean, firstly, ask to go in the Rumble. Most likely it will be less if you look decent and have gear um don't just assume or just don't don't just decide to do the rumble i don't that's just incredibly rude. has that happened <laughs> yeah yes it has. oh my god really that's that's uh, wow <laughs> that's insane i love the idea that's like it's rumble time right and people just like i don't know where you have three or at least maybe one person that it's in their gear ready to go to the rumble and you're ready to go as well and you're like excuse me what are you doing why are you in your gear where the hell are you going <laughs> um I know it's. Yeah, I can see your surprise that that was sad, <laughs> but, but there you go. Um, anything else you can think of? Well, just take a look at yourself in the mirror, and what do you see? Um, I mean, it's better if I just say who the all right, who I booked and who I didn't book lately. So, I, someone sent me some pictures, and they weren't in shape, and they didn't have gear. They look like a guy off the street or just first day in training school. So why would you send that, you know? Uh, or, you know, if you do think that that's worth being on a show, I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, and then let's look at Crowley, Carnival Crowley. Um, you know, he's unique. He's good in the ring and he's got a unique gimmick. So that's great. His promo picture sort of sells him on that. His videos very much sell that to you also. Great examples there, absolutely. I have one last thing to ask you that I think it's a great opportunity here too. Um, obviously, you talked about doing ring hires and you have your own ring for WrestleForce uh, and you've talked about um, helping out with the ring and respecting the ring. What's some of the things that people do to rings that they really shouldn't? Uh, and that oh, kind I'm of really you asked that. Bit. Yeah, okay, so uh, here we go. And you know what? Like I said at the start, everyone should have the benefit of being able to reflect and you know they don't own the rings they don't know what this entails but respect the canvas um the the people who who committed these acts i'm just going to say that you know they don't own a ring they don't know what it entails they don't know the budget i have to work with although they should have an idea because they hired the ring um and it was actually some of the the talent who were involved in these incidents as well but just think about it um thumbtacks are not good on a canvas um sweets are not good on a canvas um tinned pineapple is not good on a canvas i have to clean this you know are you going to clean it if you do this um the answer was no the people who've who've put these things on my canvas so just think about it um i work hard enough as it is 
to provide a ring and to maintain it. I don't need to be cleaning up this sort of stuff off a canvas or having holes in the canvas from a high heel shawl drawing pins. If you're a promoter and you hire a ring, check in with the ring hirer about this and find a way around it. Um, and likewise, if you're a talent, uh, just think about that. Uh, okay, if you did it, you know what? You don't you don't walk in my shoes, so I can understand that you didn't think it through. But well, now you know. I I remember when I had a match with uh, Ryan Hendricks uh, in your ring. Um, I forget. I, I I have the venue in my mind. I remember. I forgot uh, where it is. But if you say the name, I'll I'll remember again. It was the New uh, Milton Memorial Center. New Milton. I actually had New Milton in mind. So why was so I thinking that New went, Milton is the one that I like? No, the one that I really like is not New Milton. It's just Milton? What's the one I really like that I think it's beautiful? Well, that was Whitton Public Hall. Whitton, you... there we go. I was confusing them too. Uh, I'm sorry, Whitton. I'm really sorry. I, I didn't want to... <laughs> I didn't want to break your heart that way. Uh, basically, Ryan Hendricks and uh, Ryan uh, Ryan Hendricks and I had a match, and it involved the cucumber, right? And I remember us having a similar conversation to the one we were mentioning backstage. I was not expecting the cucumber to explode on my head. Um, in my mind, like the it wouldn't it wouldn't happen that way. And it kind of like as you said, got your canvas dirty. Um, and it would be weird for me to go out there afterwards and uh, and clean it. But like you you understand as you said, like you understand that I wouldn't foresee that. Um, but it's a great thing that we're having this conversation here because now everyone that has heard this will be able to think about it and foresee it. So that's what I do, guys. It's the David Francisco podcast, making sure that people are more informed. It's just public service, you know. It's just public service. Oh, much appreciated. Um, any last thoughts? Any last advice you like to to give um, to people in their professional wrestling journey uh, that you think are important? Uh, yeah, be good to each other. Um, don't put each other down, and don't confuse that with uh, calling each other out and stuff. Ask for feedback. Receive feedback graciously. It can be a fine line. Uh, between that and ragging on people and crapping on people but um and sometimes i've seen bad wrestling and it's somewhat involuntary but i wouldn't it's nothing that i've said um while watching it that i wouldn't have said to the people's faces but um yeah be good to one another uh let's not put each other down but let's rise together beautiful ollie thank you so much man yeah thanks so much for having me that was a tremendous conversation. Ollie's perspective on a lot of things is very valuable, and I hope that you've learned something out of this. I did, especially when it comes to, to the ring. You know, there's a, a lot of things that I haven't thought about until we had this conversation about the, let's say, the consideration that you need to have with the ring that you're going to wrestle in. I hope it was valuable. Let me know if you have any questions or you'd like to comment anything. You can tweet me at DeFrancisco underscore one or send me a message at DeFrancisco underscore one on Instagram and I'll be sure to follow up and give you some more tips if you need them. Make sure you follow Ollie as well at PeaceTheWrestler on Twitter and Instagram and follow WrestleForce at WrestleForceUK everywhere as well. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to the podcast. That's very helpful. Please leave a rating if you haven't yet. And that's it for today. We'll be back on Tuesday with another catch-up. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next time. <laughs>